What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Little Kings Podcast. My name's Ryan, a.k.a. Penguin Monster. And my name is Ryan, a.k.a. No Mercy Merc. On this week's podcast, was the reasoning of Doc's Twitch ban finally revealed? Mid-roll ads are a thing of the past. Or are they? Is quarantine making Twitch excel? And our personal history and feelings towards streaming. Let's do it. Oh, hey, man. How's it going? Hey, pretty good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> another day, another podcast. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Late one tonight. Uh, it is a late one tonight. These are going to be our, our regs from now on. Oh, it is it is 11.06 for those uh, listening. It's night is young for me. I'm a night owl. Uh, you're insane. You're <laughs> insane. I'd be like, I just got off stream. I'm ready to go to bed. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm ready to be here. Um, so I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you do, like whether it be like with your face or anything that you notice that just like is, is just slightly off and it just like, it bothers you slightly. Are you saying when we watch back recordings of ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Or just like watching the live preview and you're like, wow, that's... I can't unsee that. Well, this is a tough one to talk about because I feel like anybody watching this podcast is going to be looking out for it as we're doing <laughs> it the rest of the time. Um, but 100%. 100%. Um, I always notice like vocal things, saying hmm. like a lot, saying um mm. a lot, those types of things. Uh, and then I also... I know if I was going out in public more often, I'd get COVID because I touch my face all the damn time. Oh, dude. Like rub my nose, like just touch different portions of my face. And it's very <laughs> concerning how much that actually happens. I don't notice it at all, but I do it. I have some of a similar one. So I like, I grab my nose a lot. Yeah. Like I, I don't really know why, but it's just like a force of habit. I also, I fix my hair a lot, Ooh, specifically yeah. to one side, and I grab the back of my head a lot Ooh. and floof up my hair back here. Yeah. But that those are all like kind of like habits that you can adjust. But there is one thing that irks the heck out of me, oh, and it's my mouth. My bottom lip isn't quite symmetrical. So like <laughs> when, when I talk, like this is much more up than this side and so like anytime it, it, it's so small and subtle and many people wouldn't recognize it and now i literally ruined it oh for now everyone. the whole internet knows yeah but like it's like my bottom lip likes to go to the side a little bit and i it literally it irks me well nothing on your body is perfectly symmetrical or equal mm -hmm. like your left hand and your right hand one is bigger than the other your left nostril, right nostril, like everything. So it would only make sense that a portion of your mouth would not quite be the same, I would think. I just, I don't like it. Yeah. There's a, there's a thing on, oh God, I'm going to mention TikTok and get roasted for that. But there's a thing on TikTok where uh, basically you film yourself and then it flips uh, the camera. So it's basically what another person's perspective would be. 
and you can go back and forth really quickly and that shows how asymmetrical you really are because some people do it and there's like no difference when it flips and oh. I do it and I'm like, oh my God, my one eye is drooping like way below the other one. Like what is wrong with me? I look like I'm having a stroke. So yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's a, another it's a rough one. Another good reason I don't have TikTok. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I consider yeah. myself fairly symmetrical because like, isn't there that thing that like the more symmetrical your face is, the more like the more attractive you're supposedly the, the more attractive you are. Yeah. Owen Wilson's fucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like people wow. find him fairly. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, people find him fairly attractive, though, I feel like. I know where where the hell's the the equation? Where, yeah, it must be. Well, he might be like enough. one of the exception to the rule, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, Could maybe. Uh, yeah, or, or there's just like, like a point. Ear. Maybe there's just like a point where it goes so far that it becomes attractive again. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic surgeon surgeons now put your nose on your cheek. <laughs> And you're like, God damn, that looks good. How would the nasal <laughs> passages work for that? <laughs> they work themselves. Your out. left nostril would take like a 90 degree turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I totally get you. We you know, with streaming and putting out different YouTube videos and doing the podcasts and editing and everything. I've definitely seen way more and heard way more of myself than I probably should. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's very easy to get self-conscious about the things that you do just as normal habits. Yeah. I definitely know that I used to be really self-conscious of like my voice through recordings. Like I used to hate listening to myself back. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's just like, it, it sounds normal just cause I've heard it enough that, uh, you know, right. There's normal point. It. Yeah. Where you've heard it so many times, you just know that's what it sounds like. So it's not a big deal anymore. But yeah. 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 yeah I never really had that with my voice. Um, Christi it's funny because my my wife, uh, Christina, joined uh, one of my streams. It was actually my first affiliate stream. Uh, and we had a grand old time together. But then I put out a YouTube video uh, with her in it. And so she wanted to watch the video because obviously she was in it and was interested in it. And uh, that's the first thing she said. She's like, oh, my God, is that what I sound like? Oh, I hate it. And I'm like, yeah, everybody hates what their voice sounds like for some reason. You sound fine. Like, it, it sounds great. Um, but that's a big thing people are self-conscious about when they haven't been used to hearing themselves back for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, like... I, I've been I've been recording videos, editing music that I've tried to sing, not sing well, but I tried to sing it well for like since I was like 13 or something like yeah. I'm so used to my voice by now is it's it's crazy. I can't imagine doing singing like I'm just so horrible at singing. I if I attempted that, <laughs> it would just be hilarious. Auto tune yeah. exists. Yeah, but did they make one that strong? Yeah, that I don't know about. <laughs> because, because like, I, I think you know, like, T-Pain is actually an amazing singer. Yes. 
Like he is. he is one of the best singers I've heard in like years. Yeah, if he, you he haven't won the mass singer. Did you uh did you ever see his Tiny Desk concert? Do you know that M- NPR Tiny Desk concerts? No. Oh. No. Oh my god. So Obviously, this podcast is devolving away from gaming a little bit, but I think that's okay. <laughs> um, so NPR has a YouTube channel um, where they put on what are called these Tiny Desk Concerts, uh, which is, as you would probably think, uh, a desk that's not that large, um, hence Tiny Desk, and the artist or group will sit behind there. So it's almost like they're in like an office setting. I actually think it is one of the NPR offices because they usually will show like people dancing to the music and it's just, it looks like just a bunch of coworkers at NPR that are like watching the show type of thing. Um, but T-Pain did this. Many famous artists, artists have done it. And a lot of times they'll go on and they'll do more like acoustic or clean versions of their normal songs. Um, and so T-Pain went on and did... Uh, like Low was one of the songs that he did, um, like his most famous songs basically, and did it without auto-tune. And mm. he, he sounds amazing. Like he, yep. he really is a good regular singer. He just used auto-tune. And I think he was one of the first to really make it popular. Yeah. Um, so it was more a tool for him versus a crutch. Yeah, I'm, I when I think about him, I think about like, yeah, he is an amazing singer, but I don't know if he would have gotten as much recognition if he just sang. Probably not. Like, I feel like he was the auto-tune person. Yeah. T-Pain like, there were was apps auto-tune. named after him and like, like softwares named after him that was like T-Pain auto-tune. Not just auto-tune, T-Pain auto-tune. For sure. Yeah. So and, like I'm super glad that he got his track even if it wasn't through his like natural skill. Absolutely. But, like, he's got pipes. Oh yeah. Like I said he won season 1 of The Mass Singer. Oh cool. Nobody guessed him because nobody anticipated he could sing underneath all that auto-tune. Right. It was amazing. It that, was amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, he yeah. also I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast before or not, but he streams on Twitch and uh, yes, he had a clip go pretty viral of him freestyling before starting one, one time and just was incredible. Like it was, I would listen to that as a regular song and it was just him fucking around before going live. Um, so he, he's obviously a really talented person. He really is. And just seems really was chill gonna- too. Yeah, I know. I know. Just like you could go get a beer with him. Yeah. Those are the people I want to watch on Twitch anyways. For sure. Um, yeah, yeah, that's why I was going to say we aren't really straying that far away from uh, gaming. If we're talking about a T-Pain. Yeah, we're bringing it all back around. And uh, I believe, did you send something to me about Odell Beckham? Yeah. So Odell Beckham Jr. Started streaming? Yeah. So wide receiver. Uh, very well known. He was probably most well known while he played for the Giants and they won a Super Bowl. Um, he's also a he's one of those personalities in the NFL uh, that you probably either love him or hate him. Um, he doesn't. He's definitely not afraid to say what he thinks. 
Uh, he likes a lot of attention on himself. Um, so actually might not make a bad Twitch streamer. Uh, <laughs> but actually, I think yeah. he's streaming on YouTube. Um, cause he was streaming with Dr. Disrespect the other day. They were playing Call of Duty together. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I definitely fall into the category of, I do not like him. Mm. I I just felt like he was a very, uh, overly aggressive, cocky football player that got a lot of penalties for, being maybe a little bit too aggressive or yeah you know yeah i would uh, doing some unsportsmanlike things and that puts me in puts people in my hate category but i'm yeah. definitely interested to see him outside of the sport and and how he actually is as a person because it might change my whole perspective of him as as an individual but right. we'll see right yeah i think you know we're along the the same lines in terms of who we value and or what we value in a person and like who we would become friends with. And he is definitely not uh, the type of person who I would consider myself friends with. Like it obviously like I, there's no opportunity for me to become friends with Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> but I'm just saying like people like him, I generally do not associate myself with a ton. However, there's a certain thing within me that finds it very entertaining to just watch the kind of the Mm -hmm. spectacle of it. Um, Like I ended up watching, I might've even talked about this on the podcast before. It's very hard because we're, we're friends in real life. Like we, we talk about all kinds of things off the podcast on the podcast. So it's like, I never know what was repeated or not. (laughs) But basically, uh, Kanye West is another person who I would consider in this kind of sphere, very conceited, like all about he's the best at, of the best, um, mm. which they both obviously have great talent. Um, like they're not just totally making it up. Um, Kanye West, I think, is even more off the deep end. Um, like he actually has talked about he has certain mental illnesses. I think he is bipolar. Um, Mm -hmm. but I watched like an hour and a half amazingly shot documentary. It wasn't, it it wasn't a true documentary is it was a video essay on YouTube, um, Hmm. by Jay Aubrey. Have you, have you heard of that channel? It sounds familiar. Yeah. So he'll do, um, he does like long form video essays He's done a lot around YouTubers uh, and just like either dramas associated with them or just like their backstory or things like that. Um, But he did. Oh, let me look. Let me make sure because I've been watching a lot of video commentary channels, but I'm almost positive it was Jay Aubrey. Um, He made this hour and a half. Yes, it was Jay Aubrey. It's called Unraveling the Madness of Kanye West. Oh, Posted this That's nine months ago. Yeah. Posted this nine months ago. It's at 921,000 views. Uh, it's an hour and 25 minutes. It is like almost movie level, level quality in terms of a mm. documentary. And it's obviously all like different clips and stuff from other sources. Like he wasn't going around filming Kanye, obviously. Um, 
but just his commentary around it and the way he cut it together and like spliced in some of Kanye's music and all this type of stuff, it must have taken him just countless hours to make this video. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, like I was hooked to watching that video, even though obviously I would not associate myself with a person like Kanye in real life. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's something about, there's just like a spectacle to it. He's, I also think Kanye, like some of his songs are bangers and there's no denying oh, yeah. that. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah Kanye's been a spectacle. Uh, <laughs> this his, last have you ever followed him on Twitter? Half, I have not, I've not had the pleasure oh, of it following is, uh, him on Twitter. No, <laughs> it is a trip. It's uh you have no idea what you're going to get if from Kanye tweets. Do you remember when DJ Khaled was like the person to follow on Snapchat? Oh, yeah. Is it like that that much? Uh, I don't know if he's like the person to follow on Twitter, um, oh. but I mean, he had he had a very viral Twitter video um, maybe about a week ago where it was him pissing on a Grammy. I did see that. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Well, he's very upset with like record labels and like the music industry, the music, like the industry side of music right now. He's trying to get like all the masters from his old records and not have to work with the label. I think probably universal was who he was working with. Um, so he was very upset and, uh, that's kind of how he took out his anger was pissing on one of, one of his, I think 20 plus Grammys. So heck, if we can if we can get rid of the uh, licensing and all that stuff, the producing company I'm all for or whatever, that streams yeah. benefit yes. so much. Yes. Which speaking of T-Pain came out with royalty free music that streamers can use. No. Yeah. Is it beats? Is it him singing? What is it? It's it's called the Pizzle Pack. Oh, 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 sold. <laughs> It's the Pizzle Pack by T-Pain, royalty-free streamer beats. And I think, yeah, it says, I give you a limited revocable license to use my music in the background of your videos. Ah, but you can't record to my music, change it, or use it anywhere else. Hmm. So you can't use it on YouTube. I guess so. I guess so. But you can use it on Unless you're streaming on YouTube. Right. It says, if you do, you're violating my copyrights, and that's going to get your ass sued. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, he's probably light about it. Like, I I doubt he's actively searching for stuff to take down or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I... I I don't know. Laserwing was... uh, Shout out to Laserwing. Twitch.tv slash LaserW1NG fellow streamer we know he was uh streaming the other night and played it and it was like beats sometimes like no vocals at all and then there were also like interlaced vocals in some of the songs as well Hmm. so very cool yeah um let's see since we're talk we were talking about doc and odell beckham jr yeah there's some there's some juicy uh, doc stuff going on. Okay. Um he he dropped some subtle hints on uh, what he thinks or 
what actually went down with the Twitch ban. Oh, really? I didn't see anything really? about this. Oh, really? this is it oh, this is good. Today, today. Oh, so, I'm glad. I'm glad. I actually have no idea about it because now we can ooh. really get into it. Okay. All right. So basically, someone had donated to him and said like through the larger corporations for trying to take you down something along those lines basically taking a direct aim at twitch being like you banned him wrongfully sure and he was like because youtube's such a small corporation that he, he it, went to right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so he was like this person the person's name who donated or something was like master chief something 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 and so <laughs> he he goes on to be like, look, I don't I don't like to talk about the legality of it. I try to, you know, stay in line as much as I can. And then a couple minutes rolls by and then he's like. Look, Master Chief, if you were in the Navy for 25 years, they were paying you the big bucks. And one day you were just gone. And then the next day there were three new cadets uh, that, that they don't have to pay as much. Uh, does that make sense? So basically he's, he's saying that they banned him so that they would not have to pay him because he was under exclusive contract with Twitch and then they brought on Ninja and Shroud. Shroud and Logic all during that small little time. So that's where people are like, so the three cadets mm. that he's mentioning, could those be the three? Interesting. And it was totally in typical Doc fashion where it's like, of course, is he <laughs> is this real? Is he just like putting on another show? Like, well, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to take him too seriously. Yeah. Well, so let's because, just let's just pretend. I mean, for the sake of argument, right? Let's yeah. let's dissect it a little bit. Let's just yeah. If if this were to be true, what what do we think about it? Do we think it could be a potential reason? I mean. That is kind of a thing, right? Like if you're in sports, right? You've got a team that's got a salary cap. You've got one of the oldest veterans who's definitely towards the top of his game, but also demands a huge contract because they've been around so long. Sometimes you get rid of that veteran, you trade that one out for a couple of younger players that are still good but will have the smaller contracts so that you can get multiple players to fill that cap space I, it kind of makes, makes sense i just okay. don't <laughs> there it is yeah. we, we have okay. to we have to say the exact same thing at least once <laughs> um the only thing i don't get on that end is why be so secretive about it and why use the ban like, unless there's something very specific in the contract with Doc, why couldn't they just release the contract? 
Yeah, so that's what I'm kind of questioning at the same time is like if there was a clause in the contract that said like even if Twitch cancels it, they still have to pay it out. Mm. If they cancel it willingly, but if uh, it's on Doc's fault, then they don't have to pay it. So I think so that's if they ban, where then they don't have to pay it out. Ooh, yeah, so I think if I was Doc, I'd sue. That I think that's where his whole silence thing has been is he's having his legal team do the best they can to prove that he was wrongfully banned with this motive behind it. And so hmm. it'll be super interesting to see when all this like actually comes together and spills over. But all right. So what's I, up with. Oh, what's the guy's name on Twitter that does all the leaks? Slasher. What's up with Slasher saying, like, I know the real reason, like, making it seem more towards the illegal end of things? Yeah, I don't know still. I am still stuck on that because I do believe Slasher to be a relatively reliable source in terms of, like, he has a good track record of leaking something two hours before it happens or an hour before it happens. So, like, right. he definitely gets insider information, but... The only problem uh, is, like... I don't deny that, yeah, he probably gets insider information and things like that. The only problem is he got so much publicity from from tweeting that out. It was almost like, I mean, I wasn't following him before, and now I am. Like, yep. uh, it's so self-serving to say something like that and then not say anything at all again. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say like he totally made it up, but like, it's a little bit difficult to completely believe that when there can be personal motivations for doing something like that. Yeah. So I think his tweet specifically was talking about, he wasn't going to reveal it due to the sensitivity of the topic or something along those lines something like that. Yeah. And so after what Doc has just said, I almost think it's him saving himself from a lawsuit of ratting Twitch out of their motives or like like getting getting backfire from like either side of what their lawsuits could entail, you know, because you don't want to get in the middle of a crossfire of one of the largest streamers on the internet and one of the largest platforms on the internet, especially with the business that he's in releasing streamer leaks, video game leaks, stuff centered around that. Okay. Yeah. So he said, so let, let's, I, I just want to read the, the tweet exactly. Um, yeah. So he said, look for several, uh, several hours now, I've been told from credible sources the reason Dr. Disrespect has been banned. However, due to the importance and sensitivity around the subject, I have refrained from going on it. I don't feel comfortable with it currently. So from that wording, I wonder if like if we if we just kind of put our blinders on and uh. don't think about any of the other things that were being said in terms of legality and Doc actually doing something that was severe. 
it it could i think because there were so many other things coming up at that time we took it more the direction of oh doc did something crazy like you know we thought it was like maybe the sexual assault allegations something like that um However, it could, you're right, be more towards the size of this is going to go into legal battle hell. And if I say anything, although usually reporters and reporting on news is pretty protected. But I, I, I guess, I guess because of all the other things that were coming up, it seemed like he was saying more towards that side of things. But maybe it actually wasn't. Yeah. I think the use... Thank you for reading that, by the way. I think the use of the word importance is interesting. Because it's like... It's almost making it as though it's an important point in, like, streaming history. Or, like, the whole discussion of contracts of streaming. Like, it's an important and sensitive like i feel like you could have just said sensitive but it's going to end up being a very important case when it comes to exclusivity contracts or or something along those lines yeah if it's more of the doc side of things yeah yeah so Hmm. interesting interesting very juicy yeah um, and then one more thing to kind of tack onto the same uh, topic is that Twitch did update their TOS to include a section called suspension evasion, which is basically pointing out nade shot anybody who streamed with Doc's voice coming through. And it's basically saying that, like, we understand that sometimes the mistakes are going to happen where this person's voice comes through your stream, but try your best and do, uh, don't do it purposely. Don't do it purposefully. Or like, uh, I I forget the wording they used exactly. I probably should and could find it, but it was basically like in your best efforts, try and refrain from interaction live with that person. So, definitely connected to the whole doc thing yeah we we talked a little bit about this the last time and i was talking about how i feel like it's a it's kind of bullshit for them to say who you can or cannot basically game with um but actually one of our our users on discord uh john brought up a really good point um in kind of our post podcast discussion um he was saying that if you were to be banned from an actual location like a private business say disney world make it easy right say you ryan no mercy mark got banned from disney world i you couldn't go into disney world and i also couldn't bring you with me into Disney world mm-hmm. because you are banned from Disney world. Mm-hmm. So that to me makes a little bit more sense when you re- relate it back to a physical space. 
I kind of do think maybe Twitch has the right because it is their platform to say, hey, I'm still allowed in Disney World, but I can't bring my buddy No Mercy Merc into Twitch, into Disney World. Even if he's my friend, even if we're just talking, like he's banned from this space. Can I call you while you're in Disney World, though? That's the thing. Like, I I think John used the example of like Walmart, for instance. Right. So like, if I was banned from Walmart, yeah. Let Let's change it to Target. <laughs> I just have such a better, okay, r- like feeling about Target. Let's change okay. it to Target. So, but then you wouldn't want to get banned oh, from it. God, I don't want to get banned from Target. Yeah. Okay, we'll just stick ban with me. Walmart. Just ban me. No, okay, I banned, banned you from, from Disney Target. World. I'm banned from Target. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're, you're banned from Target. Does that mean you can't call me while I'm at Target to pick you something up from Target? No, but <laughs> the whole nature of Twitch is internet communications, right? Like, it's it's tough. It's tough. Like, because... Obviously, you couldn't like restream Doc, right? Like you couldn't, Doc couldn't finagle a deal with you. Like that, I think would be totally wrong. If Nadeshot were to basically take the feed from Doc's OBS and put it onto his Twitch channel, that I think totally should be not allowed because Doc has been banned Mm -hmm. from the platform. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, So that's like a pretty clear line. But it's like how much of interacting with Doc crosses that line. I'd get like maybe you're in a tournament, right? And Doc gets put onto your team and maybe that would be okay, like a game communication for that game. But I know like Nadeshot purposely, you know, went out of his way to say, hey, Doc, let's play together. We're going to stream together. Oh, I thought it was a tournament that they were in. I think it was a tournament, but it was like purposely. It wasn't like Nate Shot and Doc got matched up together by the mm. fate of the tournament type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it is a little bit. There's like levels of these things. Restreaming definitely not okay. In-game comms, if like you killed Doc and you know how there's the five seconds of the other person talking, that should be fine. Right, like that's accidental, mm-hmm. um, but like coordinating with Doc and saying like, "Hey, we're gonna stream together," I could maybe understand why that's not okay. I think I hate it. Like I, I wish it wasn't like that. But I'm saying from Twitch's point of view, I can understand that being the way it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I still just think I come up with excuses because I think it's wrong, but. I, I I agree that you, there needs you think to be it's like wrong. a limit at some point. What do you mean by you think it's wrong? I think it's wrong to ban someone else based on someone you have in voice comms. Even if they are like banned from your platform. I guess it, it I get I guess it would also depend on the reasoning of the ban too. Because like if they showed something like if they showed nudity or they showed like if they showed something, then they should be fine to have in voice comms with anyone else. 
Yeah, do you think it's wrong or you just don't like it? I just don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. Right, because like those are two different things, right? Like should should Twitch have the right, this is almost getting like philosophical on it, but like should Twitch as a private company have the right to ban someone for displaying content of a previously banned user. And I feel like technically, yes. Like, like if I had to be a judge on this case and be impartial to it and just go based off of, you know, rules and procedures, I think technically they should, they should have that right as a private company. I mean, they really have the right to anything, right? Like, they can put anything in their terms of service if you agree to it as a creator on their platform. They can do whatever they want with you, type of thing. Mm-hmm. If you break those rules. Yep, totally. Yeah, but but I agree that I I don't love it either. I do believe it is just Doc's live comment or live live commentary. You okay. can go watch a Doc video on YouTube that is pre-recorded. Oh, interesting. I think it is literally just live comms. I guess that, well, that's being a little more forgiving then on Twitch's side. Um, and I guess that makes sense because that's more like live streaming, right? Yeah. Like that's more like him being on the platform streaming. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I think maybe they're relying on, if it's bannable on YouTube, then YouTube would probably take care of it preemptively and so maybe they're assuming that it wouldn't have to go through both barriers yeah kind of thing yeah but if, i don't know if the reason know. for ban is what we were saying before then they're probably <laughs> yeah. not actually worried about anything offensive or anything like that it's just more yeah yeah, yeah. so but who knows uh, yeah so yeah. speaking know. a little bit more about twitch um you knew you're you're kind of my streamer guru sometimes you knew a lot more about what was happening with the twitch mid-roll ads um yeah and i think you know it might be a little bit late to the game in terms of like breaking news for this um but i'm not sure we've actually talked about it on the podcast we haven't talked about it yeah and it's more relevant than you would think and i'll and i'll explain (laughs) why look at that uh, <laughs> bad when things work out like that. <laughs> um, so basically, I think it was like a week and a half, two weeks ago, Twitch support or whatever their one of their branches of Twitter, not their main Twitch Twitter, but they they said they would be testing out uh, automated random pre-roll ads on select customers. And it didn't it. it it was only based on the viewer. It wasn't based on the streamer. So it was like you could get it randomly and I could not get it randomly. Kind of like they just picked random people. And it was literally like a two or three days after their test <laughs> that they said, absolutely due to backlash, we would not be doing the non-forced mid-roll ads due to, you know, it interfering with, live entertainment right like if the streamer decides to do a mid-roll they can do it on their like 
bathroom break or something when something's not exciting happening. Yeah. Yeah, I did see just just to quickly cut in. I saw yeah. a, a few terrible coincidental clips of just like a streamer having this crazy crazy moment that you would absolutely want to see and then it's like advertisement and then moments over by the time you get back from the advertisement which clearly i think obviously the creators don't want that and i really don't think twitch wants that either Mm -mm. so okay continue on i just wanted to note that yeah and so they said that they canceled the testing period of it okay well so you have to think the initial tweet was two weeks ago Uh the tweets after two or three days ago or three or two or three days after that so it's been a week and a half right i got two mid-roll ads yesterday not provoked by the streamer randomly thrown at me and i was like this was canceled yeah no (laughs) was it hello so how do you know the mid-roll ads are happening so I was I was watching on my computer. Basically, what happens is the screen you're watching the streamer on your big screen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it crops down to the size of like, oh, it's like a picture probably my picture phone thing. Probably yeah. like my phone and it slides up to the top right corner and then you have a huge ad. You still see chat. Right below the small preview of the stream, no audio and a huge ad. Does it I, still do that on mobile as well? Or is that completely the ad? Do you know? I don't know. Because I would feel like picture I don't know. in picture on mobile is like even more. Yeah, that'd be yeah. more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never experienced it on mobile, but I, I just I was in shock because it happened in an exciting moment. So I knew it wasn't forced by the streamer. Mm. Because sometimes they can just like, you know, click their stream deck and it's 30 seconds. Like it can be like unnoticeable, honestly. But this wouldn't have been one of those opportunities to do that. So I was just I was I was blown away. I was like, how 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 is this happening? Like so I I may need to refresh on uh, what exactly they're doing Hmm. still. Um, How do you feel about it in general? I I don't like them. Like my my idea is unless AI can like detect different moments in a stream to like optimize them and they're not truly random. I feel like that's that's a That would be more in line thing. with okay. But yeah. I so Yeah. I also am not a big fan. I understand why Twitch is doing it. Um, but yeah, there, there's got to be some kind of better way. They need they should be making more money with the amount of viewers that they have on their platform than they currently mm-hmm. do. Um, so they're trying to... You know, a company is always trying to get more and 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 more. They're trying to monetize it in a better way. I think there's probably other options. I'm sure they've looked at a ton of different options. I think it would be cool if a user, 
and I think this is actually Harris Heller I saw this idea from, a user has a certain number of subs that that user no longer sees ads. And then, but the thing is, they still are on the creator end needing to run ads at some point. Like, I don't know, maybe it's like, Within a certain time frame, the creator needs to run a mid-roll so it they can plan it out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, or something like that. Or maybe it's because the thing is on the user end, it's a lot easier. Like like YouTube, for example, has the YouTube premium, right? You mm-hmm. pay a certain amount per month and then you don't get ads on your video. YouTube, it's a lot easier. Because mid-roll ads on YouTube when it's not live don't really matter. They just go back to the content. Um, So that I don't know. That's actually one thing I wanted to bring up because I know in a previous podcast we discussed being able to have a subscription service like YouTube Premium for Twitch. Uh And there actually is. Oh. There's there's a there's a service called Twitch Turbo. Oh, that is that. $8.99 a month and it removes all ads from the site. Okay. So, But then again, I don't know if, if you're subscribed to that service, if you're still in a way supporting any streamer. Like if they were to roll an ad, would they get a percentage of you watching that not ad? Yeah. Because I know that YouTube Premium does do that. Right. I would, I mean, speaking out of my ass, but I would think it would work similar to YouTube premium. There's probably some kind of deal worked out with that, that they still get a certain percentage on that viewer. But the thing is, so so with Twitch turbo, let me ask how this works. If a streamer runs an ad, what happens? What do they see? You, You get no ad. So it's just blank. No, no, no. You still see their stream. So even when a streamer so it's just runs the streamer an ad, chilling there. No, so I mean, even all their subs, like they still need to be a streamer. All their subs aren't going to see that ad. You can't, unless oh. you have the check mark unticked for subs don't see ads too. Right, it's like right. You're still going to be streaming to all your subs. Oh yeah, I guess I kind of forgot about that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they just see it as if they were a sub, even if they're not subbed. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, well, so if they have that, clearly they're not, they're still not making what they want to be making. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, if a stream is eight hours long and they're only getting the pre-roll ads, that's, that's so costly to them yeah so i mean i kind of get why they have to do mid-roll ads but i wish there was a better implementation of it what do you think about the time limit idea yeah so i just wonder from a numbers perspective how much money they get based on pre-roll ads versus mid-roll ads because like what what I was discussing with you before is that like as of right now, if you run a 30 second ad, you get something stupid like 10 minutes of 
pre-roll free time <laughs> and it's like no like that's not enough 10 minutes i feel like they could definitely up that as long as like the cost ratio is good enough yeah i to me that feature almost seems built for bigger streamers specifically like mm -hmm. there should be some kind of math behind like obviously once you hit affiliate level or partner level like there are certain requirements so they understand there's a certain level of viewership um but the viewership on you or me is far different than you know ninja um, right so you know if, if shroud plays a mid-roll ad and then doesn't get pre-roll ads for 10 minutes that's that's a significant amount of ad revenue they're leasing out on um, yeah you're right but if you or me plays it and it's 10 minutes you know there it's it's next to nothing so it, it's there should be maybe some kind of math behind that i think that's a really hard just thing to program for them like logistically yeah. um but i mean 10 minutes on a shroud pre-roll is fairly significant yeah because that's a lot of new people that could click right his stream i see what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah that's an interesting take so but that still doesn't solve any of our <laughs> issues on mid rolls um so i i don't know it's it's gonna be interesting it it, it is also just so weird to know that youtube if they really put some effort into it could just eat twitch for lunch like mm -hmm. just in terms of sheer capability in terms of viewer base and also money <laughs> like the backing of although i guess twitch has amazon backing it yeah um but just the product itself youtube is so much richer mm. so i don't know it's it's definitely and i love how many like higher level people are getting into streaming like already well-known uh, people on other forms of social media or, you know, sports or things like that. So I'm really excited to see where everything goes within the next five to 10 years. Me too. I'm wondering if it's just like a virus phase, like a quarantine for the, for the more famous people. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 That, that's probably true. Which like good. Because it, it brings people to the platform. Hopefully they get engaged in Twitch and they stick around even when they leave for smaller people to grow and even the mid streamers to become large streamers. So and and and, and if the high celebrities stick around then perfect. Cool. Right. I think I think it's a win win for everyone. So this brings up a, a question. Um, you, you had, so kind of our personal history, uh, you streamed on Twitch before moving to Mixer for how long? Three months. Three months. Okay. Yep. And there was very little traction, right? Very little. I literally, I didn't get a random follower 
all 13 followers I knew personal, personally. Okay. okay. Um, so I'm, and I'm guessing average viewership was fairly low. Very low. Yeah. Then you moved over to Mixer, mm-hmm. found more success there. Um, yep. This was well pre-COVID, right? This, this was a long time ago. Yep. Then gained a, f- a following on Mixer. Once Mixer shut down, you came back over to Twitch and converted quite a few viewers. Um, definitely lost some as well. Yeah. It was like it, I, my conversion rate was like 10%. 10% of my followers followed me on Twitch. Okay. So then, but that average viewer number, which is so important in terms of like your ranking on a page, mm-hmm. was up a lot higher than where you were at the beginning of Twitch, right? Exactly. Yep. So I think it's a little hard to tell because of working on Mixer and then moving over to Twitch. But how much do you think like our current um, growth is based on quarantine? Do you think there's going to be a drop off when the world goes more back to normal? I don't think us personally will see it because I think good. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I think our viewers aren't seasonal viewers. Like they, they aren't just here because of quarantine, just based on the way they know Twitch. They have, they, they know their emotes. Like this isn't stuff that you just learn overnight too. Mm-hmm. So they're like, they've already been integrated in Twitch for longer than I think quarantine has happened. But you're, you're talking about Twitch as a whole or like live yeah. streaming as a whole. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe like new people post quarantine like us, do you think they'll have a harder road to travel? I guess, I, do you think overall viewer base on Twitch will go down? It must, right? I think it probably will go down. But I I, I still stick to, like, I don't think even the starting off people, like, would see that big of a difference. Okay. Because maybe because, it'll still stay at a level that's higher than it was pre-quarantine. Yeah, I just think like the people being pulled into Twitch right now during quarantine, they're they're falling into like the Twitch trap of you go to Twitch's homepage and you see the top five streamers like they're, they're clicking on those. They are they aren't going to like that's true. That's a a browse point. section going to lowest to highest and choosing like a small streamer to start supporting. It's like it's usually the seasoned veterans of Twitch that are looking for new, fresh talent. Yeah, I do think so there's like, a lot I, more people starting to stream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think a lot a lot of times too, the smaller streamers will view other small streamers. That's a good because we're all just trying to like (laughs) pull each other up, you know, (laughs) it's a very interesting. I I almost feel like we could spend a while talking about that. That's a very interesting dynamic as well. Um, Yeah. But 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't bring them into the equation. Yeah. Um, that quarantine's creating more smaller streamers, which makes the competition more at the smaller streamers, but they're all supporting each other. So yeah, it's very. I just thought it was interesting to kind of think of all those different. I now that you bring that up, I definitely think they would they would have a much tougher track. I really do. Yeah. Just based on the small streamers, all quitting and stopping supporting each other honestly right because it it'll either be well and it's usually streamers that start around the same time like you're around the same level of followers viewers all that kind of stuff that's when you'll go support each other and then those people will grow they'll all kind of grow together you'll have some people either drop off completely or just stay with supporting the people on their level. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be the lowest level of new people that won't have quite as many new people starting. And the, yeah. the people who have already grown probably won't go back down quite as much to that lower level. Not that we like are going to see each other as so high and mighty. It's just like you start to get a group of peers and, and kind of associate with each other. And then that's kind of just how things go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it will be, I think it will be a little bit harder post quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, I think we fell into the perfect timing of like where our mixer accounts were at when the shutdown happened, the state of the world with the virus and quarantine. So like we literally got almost the best of both worlds where we had a bump up from our mixer uh conversion plus we were still small enough to still like get support from everybody smaller some support smaller people and so like i think our timing couldn't have been better honestly right Right. yeah yeah i think so um, interesting yeah i don't know how uh much we want to go into uh like personal like feelings and things here but I, I think it's a little like people who watch and listen to this podcast they like to know about our like personal views and stuff um it's been interesting for us because obviously we're we're best buds like out outside of streaming as well um you streamed for a very long time without me um, mm-hmm. I did, I did stream when you switched over to mixer with you for a little while, but then I like didn't stream for about a year. Um, and then I came back on and like, it was almost like cheat codes for me. Cause like when we would stream together, um, like, you know, you would s- send viewers my way if you got off and and things like that, which obviously I'm super appreciative of. And I, I owe you a lot in terms of like the initial success. Um, but now we're kind of running into an interesting thing where, uh, we do have a lot of shared viewership, which is really awesome in, in a lot of ways. It's amazing Mm -hmm. to like, be able to just know each other's community and kind of be able to talk about everybody and and we do still play quite a lot together so it makes sense to have those shared viewers um 
but like we did run into where we streamed on every single night that was the same. Um, mm -hmm. Like our stream schedule was the same. And originally I wanted to do that because of wanting to play together and things like that. Um, but then we noticed like, not that we were like, I, I wouldn't use the word like stealing viewers from each other, but it was basically like, if a viewer can only watch one stream and there are some really nice people who would try to have both open type of thing. Um, yeah. but if we're streaming at the same time, then we're not maybe reaching our maximum to potential of viewers because they're in one channel or the other. Um, so it's, it's just been really interesting, like growing together and like that aspect of it. And now actually like I've changed one night and I'm starting this week instead of doing Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, I'm going to do Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, so that we still have nights where we can play together. Um, cause I really love that aspect of it. And it's like part of the reason why I do it is I, I love to spend that time with you as a friend. Um, mm -hmm. but then also we'll see how it is to have you just have the Tuesday alone and me just have the Wednesday alone. Um, and then we can also participate more in each other's streams as viewers as well, mm -hmm. um, which I'm also looking forward to that aspect of it. So, yeah, I, yeah, talk, I like talked we... a lot there. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we like the initial idea behind us streaming the same nights, too, was we were basically on the on the path to become Rocket League pros together. Like, oh, like true. I, I think Rocket League was almost the only game that we streamed on Mixer. Like Basically. we didn't branch out that much. And so it was perfect that like you could just jump on, jump right into a game. We hit up the co-stream and it was like, Oh, that's that right. Easy. That's a, that's a hugely important aspect to talk about is the, the co-stream. Yeah. Sorry to yeah. get in, but, but yeah. So that feature that Mixer had where it would actually show both of us, on the same screen without having to like do anything different than just stay on mixer. Like there's ways that you can do it, get it now so that you're watching both of us with a single chat. But like, it was just perfect. It was so easy. It was like you hit co-stream and you, Oh my God, you're right next to me. Like we were even surprised the first time we booted it up. It was like, wait, yeah. That and, easy? and we would share the viewership together. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. it was a shared chat though. The only one aspect that we complained about, but it's like, it was so much better than Twitch. So who cares is, was the follower aspect. Like, yeah, you, you would, you would still be going to one person's channel versus the other. So it would be, um, when you hit follow, it wouldn't necessarily follow the other person, but right. we always made right. sure to shout that out. And honestly, like it was way better than anything Twitch has to offer right now. I think they do have it at partner level, but, um, yeah. So anyways, and it was way more natural. It was way more natural than yes. just like click on my friend's icon down there and also hit follow. Now it's like, hey, mod, can you do shout out penguin monster and chat, please? And then they have to click it, go to a new page, hit follow. It's like like it's too many steps. Right. To be like, please go play. Please go follow the person I'm playing with, even without like seeing their face. It's like. It's not as natural. So I do miss that aspect. But like that that was one of the main reasons we picked every night together. Yeah. But now like we've kind of like become our own. We've like started discovering different games. 
different single player games even it's not that we don't want to play together it's just like this game literally we can't right play together so it's it's uh yeah yeah but i think ultimately like us splitting nights is is one of the most beneficial things we can do because i think our viewership is i would call them fairly loyal oh and very, very. I, they they enjoy both of our content equally and so like if we can give them an extra night of entertainment then like yeah absolutely yeah four nights a week instead of three like Whew. what if your favorite show went from one night a week to two like yeah you'd be excited absolutely. so yeah i'm really looking forward to see how it how it goes and uh yeah yeah me yeah. too me too yeah and i think like the the other aspect to it is like when you first get into streaming you think of streaming as basically an extension of gaming you don't necessarily think of it as its own thing entirely um so when i was first coming into it and i hadn't done it for a while you of course had had been doing it for quite a while so you probably realized this a lot sooner than me um but i just wanted to play the games that i enjoyed the most for an audience and play with my friend and that was really fun to me like mm -hmm. when i game outside of stream i almost never play games alone at this point it's mainly that time thing at, honestly but i usually loved to if i'm gonna play off stream play with somebody i know and have it be a social experience as well mm -hmm. when you stream it's a lot different because you've got the chat interaction going on. And if you're streaming with another streamer, they also have their own chat. Um, and then like, if you get too drawn into some of these games to where you're really focusing on the game hundred percent, then the chat interaction starts to go down chat doesn't feel feel as fulfilled with that which i don't blame them at all like part of the reason they're coming to a smaller streamer's channel is for that interaction and that back and forth mm -hmm. um so like a lot of times the best gaming experiences if you were to just be offline are not the same and not the best streaming experience and i've yep. really liked single player games for streaming experiences um, because I'm it's much easier to interact with chat. I fully control the speed of the game, what's you know, when I pause it, all that type of stuff. Um, so it's much easier as a streamer um, to kind of be in control of all that. Uh, and it is very fun still to pull in friends to play games together as well. Like, I definitely wouldn't go full-time only streaming single-player games. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, I, I think that's an aspect of it that I've now discovered that I didn't really think of or realize earlier on when I first started streaming. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to have a very transparent, open moment on stream. 
You will not get oh, this boy. anywhere else. This is exclusive pod. stream transparency. On pod. On pod. Oh, on, on pod. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You won't see this on stream. That's what I meant to say. Oh, okay. Um, the main reason I started streaming was so that I could have a set schedule to play video games. Like, like it, it was like I could tell. <laughs> don't share this with Deirdre. But okay. <laughs> I literally... I saw it as blocking off three nights for me to play video games. Yeah, I would go live, but I'd be playing. I would have a set time that I could tell my friends I'm I'm gaming. Yeah. Three days a week because I had just built my new PC. I was like, I felt like I wasn't getting to play enough. So I was like, I'm a stream <laughs> to play my video. That's game. so and funny. Then, I don't think I, I've you've told me this. Yeah, I, I haven't told anyone this because I'm scared it would leak to Deirdre. But <laughs> Um, seeing where it's come from that intro kind of like this is this is my way to kind of get out of like chores and watching Netflix with the girlfriend. Um, it's like it what I'm just like, <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> it's like it's totally transitioned to like what you were talking about of like, it's not about the games anymore not at all like i i've spent more time in just chatting in the last two weeks than i probably have in video games on twitch just because of the like chat interaction yeah it's no longer about just playing video games and having my time to do video games it's now like i get to put on a freaking show right three days a week this yeah. is awesome yeah so yeah, but like it, it's nice to think about like where this all actually began. Yeah, that's really as a funny. way to fill in my schedule for my for my time. Right. But now it's like chat's time and my time. Yeah, like it's kind of split. It's cool. It is. It, and it's. Yeah, that aspect to me. Ha has had a much greater impact than I originally thought. Um, mm hmm. Right. I, I thought it was more about the gaming when I first started. And now I realize, no, not at all. Um, which is why, like, why I still, I do still like to have like a weekend night or, you know, an off stream night where I play games with friends as normal, like offline, because then that's more the gaming experience that I love. But, mm -hmm stream stream has turned into an entirely different thing. And it's much more about the community and just like, it's more about just having a good time, mm -hmm. like, and more of just general entertainment versus gaming entertainment. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times it is within a game, but it's, it's more just entertainment overall and, and having a good time with a community. So, yeah yes yeah yes yes uh what what time are we at Jeez. we uh we've just hit 110 oh okay yeah that's actually not as as long as i thought it was gonna be yeah i, I actually um, thought it was uh less but yeah really yeah oh, <laughs> oh. Hmm. Hmm. but um i guess so reflecting back on the one year or so that you took off, was it 
was it your perspective in the beginning was still aimed towards this is a gaming thing or or um i think a lot of the reason why i stopped was not it didn't have anything to do with stream and more just like aspects in my personal life that didn't lend itself well to streaming you know multiple nights a week and mm -hmm. just like i probably could have done it during those times and made the time for it um but my heart just kind of wasn't in it and like i really only wanted to do it um where it would be a lot of fun for me and like it is also important for me to focus on growth as well um mm -hmm. like I don't, I, I, not growth as in like, I really want to become a full-time streamer and the goal is to make it a career, but growth as in like having certain goals to hit, you know, getting more people to interact with within the community because that is such a fun aspect of it, that type of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And I just knew like back then, um, I just wasn't in it and like it wasn't going to get to that point, I think. Um, and then when, you know, quarantine came around and I had a lot more time on my hands and like aspects of my personal life had changed, uh, and things like that, uh, then it, it, oh, I was also traveling a lot for my job. So it was mm -hmm. very hard to like set a consistent stream schedule. Now my job is very much so like not much travel at all. So I can be more consistent. So there's just a lot of different aspects that weren't necessarily just, oh, I didn't like streaming. Um, okay. It was more aspects outside of streaming that were affecting my enjoyment of streaming and my ability to grow with streaming that I decided to stop. Okay. Uh, and then quarantine came around and I had more time and those aspects had changed. So I said, why don't I give it another shot? And I also had just like talked to you fairly often about it. And I think I had said... Like, I had debated coming back to start streaming again for a long time. Like, I, I had always kind of entertained that idea. And then with quarantine, I was like, what better time would there be to try it again? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I've just, I've just fallen in love with it now. And I've, like, I'm constantly, like, doing different things offline as well. Um like I fooled around with a channel banner th today. Like I've uh, played with some new extensions. Like I just all of it is seeming fun to me right now. And like, I'm just really into it. And, and I don't see me wanting to stop again for a very long time at least. And, and it, maybe those personal aspects will change and it'll be a different story, but Right now, everything is good on all sides of things, and it's it's just really a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I also am really enjoying this podcast. I, I love I love doing this as well because this is like this is like a true – like, obviously, it's not a personal hangout time. Like, we, we don't talk about everything in our lives. Um, yeah. But I think – it's our shared enjoyment of this world and our ability to talk through that. That's so fun to me. Um, mm -hmm. And I honestly still think there, like, I know it's not 
as successful right now, but I still think the Little Kings, us combined, can really be something and grow us personally as well. And I, I think it could be bigger than either of us individually mm-hmm. at some point. I hopefully. have that vision. I have that vision. Hopefully. In my head. We'll see. I love it. I love it. So, which uh, we might have some fun new things around us right now, by the way. Oh. Or be announcing some some fun new things <laughs> soon. So cool. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Cool. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. So, um, so real quick, we're at like 115. Uh, okay. I just thought that this was more like kind of personal, kind of newsish things that we can maybe knock out. Um, cause yeah. I don't think they will be as relevant once we get to a next podcast. Um, so one, what the hell's going on with NVIDIA GPUs? Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing like I, I think, I think someone tracked that there have been like a thousand Mm. that have sent out. Have you heard that they all, a lot of them have problems too once. Uh, oh, I did see the, the third party ones. Yeah. 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 That's bad. That's, that's not good. Not good. Okay. So we can leave that at that. It's kind of a dumpster fire. Um, AMD stuff is coming out relatively soon. I heard. I think their CPUs announced uh, October third. I think. Oh, and so I it might be in the next pod. Two weeks or two weeks after that. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Nvidia, you you thought you blew it out of the water. We'll see though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Among Us. I played it for the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah. With a a group of it was 10 people total uh the best and only way to play yeah it was i get it it was a lot of fun yeah i enjoyed yeah. it i enjoyed it immensely i uh it was a little awkward because the first game i played i was the imposter mm. um so they're like you know hey penguin monster what tasks were you doing and i was like what are what are tasks <laughs> like I, it's very hard to be deceptive when you've never played the game um but yeah it was a lot of fun so i oh, th- that happened to me too really i think i can just smell new blood that like i feel like they should program something that doesn't allow that to happen honestly the best way to get you in is throw you in the deep end <laughs> i guess so i guess so um <laughs> So yeah, it's fun. I get it. I I was a little iffy about it before this this uh, on the past podcast. So I just wanted to kind of give an update on that. Good, good. Um, and then I think most relevant to the two of us, uh, Rocket League has officially gone free to play. That and, it has. Uh, oh boy, I think it's done everything we really wanted it to, which is kind of reinvigorate the community. Hmm. Over a Let's million at like podcast two. Yeah. And see what we said about that. Yeah. Because it, it's come to what's it called? Fruition. Yes. Yeah. Over a, over a million concurrent players in a game that's how old at this point? It just makes me feel old when we when we look up. Yeah. Because we were playing in college. Rocket League oh. release date. 
Rocket but it actually League. Hit, it hit like 1.75 million, yeah. 2015, so it's five years old. <laughs> actually, that Jeez. is that right? That can't be right. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what it says. 2015 must have been early 2015. Oh yeah, I guess it was junior year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That checks. I guess it checks out. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Google. Gotta <sighs> fact check you. Um. Yeah. So I'm just. I'm very happy. We we've played it a couple times now on stream together, uh, because it went free to. Well, I don't know if because it went free to play, but it's been more in the news. Yeah. And uh, we've enjoyed it. I I'm just glad Epic hasn't ruined it yet. Yeah, you know, there's like new. What's the llama thing? Isn't there like a llama pack thing? The llama event? I don't know. Fortnite. I'm just ignoring that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. So I'm just playing a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that was uh, my punch list. Oh, Super Mario. All-Stars 3D came out, and uh, I played that on stream a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I heard this is a limited time thing. Is that what I heard? Uh, it's it's limited release. Um, so it's not that they take it back after you've bought it, but uh, yeah. you only have so long to buy it. And then they're never going to release it again. Well, that's like this pack of three or whatever. That's what they say. I mean, who knows? That's kind of that's crazy it's weird like, that's so smart <laughs> i mean it's until march so it's a long time but yeah. uh yeah it's a little weird yeah because so. like i wonder like are used copies in april gonna be expensive like are you gonna get more are they gonna i don't be know i i'm you know i'm all digital so i don't know oh that's true yeah <laughs> have you have you ever played any of the mario games um super mario 64 okay what on nintendo 64 yeah yeah okay as a kid or then, like uh as a kid i still own my n64 you know booted I'm so, up i'm so there. jealous of people that still have their nintendo 64 yeah oh 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 this this is what i need to clear up yeah i think i did tell you on stream the other night but i did go to my mom's house oh for pokemon cards for Pokemon cards. Yes. I went up to our attic. I was grounding around looking for him. Even Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I was looking for any type of collectible, <laughs> honestly. Couldn't find him. Went downstairs. Ma, do you know where my Pokemon cards are? Something I never thought I'd say in 2020. Um. Uh, yeah, you donated them to Goodwill seven years ago. T Mom, what the <laughs> hell? Mom! And Why she's would like, you give away my Pokemon cards? And my mom said, you were so insistent on doing it. I tried to stop you. Oh, so it was my fault. It fell on me. You're such a charitable guy. They better let me redo my my receipt from Goodwill. <laughs> I'm gonna get that tax break this year. <laughs> yeah, that's a big tax break this year seriously that's funny. so yeah i just wanted wow. to clear that up and uh that's all that's everything i got on my list too all right cool well i'm glad we 
kind of cleaned it out. We had a, a backlog. We'll uh we'll eventually get to some Discord submitted topics. I promise. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're uh we got a new schedule going. Hopefully, we'll try to be a little bit more consistent. If mm-hmm. you made it through the hour and twenty three minutes and you're hearing this now, uh, hats off to you. Why don't you type uh, pineapple in uh, either the comments or uh, our Discord? Because holy shit. Well done. Yeah. Why is the like button not a darker gray? That's weird. I don't know. You should probably click on that and fix up. I don't know. That's I haven't heard <laughs> that one before. <laughs> I just made that up. Oh, that's that's a good one. I, thank you. Thank you. Wow. <sighs> Um, yeah, so thanks for joining us. Always, uh, always a fun time talking to you, Merck. Oh, you too, Penguin. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, have a, uh, good evening, morning, afternoon, whenever the hell you're watching or listening to this, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. <laughs>